We're chipping away at everything that isn't you, reconnecting with the part of yourself that loves you unconditionally, sees the real you, and accepts your authentic self. When you disconnect from the opinions of others, work in your mindset, and stand in your power, you feel expanded, alive, and confident. This podcast is where we discuss a range of topics that help you bring you back to your heart space. Topics like body image healing, your relationship with food, mind and body connection, mindset and relationships. We get real, we get messy, we're vulnerable and we're unfiltered. This is Heart Space with Stacey. Happy Monday. If you're listening to this when it has been uh, released on Monday, I hope you all are having an amazing start to the week and thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Heart Space with Stacey. Last week, I had my first colonoscopy and endoscopy. Um, I've mentioned a few times that I've been struggling with tiredness and pulling back on CrossFit and I have unexplained low iron, which means, and I've honestly, I've had low iron for so long. I looked back at a doctor's report that I had from 2018 when my iron was five out of a, that uh, range was like 30 to 300. And I remember at that point in time, I was working in corporate and I was so tired that on my lunch breaks, I would book out meeting rooms and go sit at a desk or in one of the meeting rooms and sit and like literally have a sleep with my arms folded and my head on the desk. I was so tired. I couldn't get through the day without sleeping. Um, And thankfully, I'm not that bad at the moment. My iron is about 22 out of the same 30 to 300 range. Um, So it is low. I have an iron infusion booked in a few weeks, but we really have no idea why my iron is low. Previously, um, I thought it was because I had a copper IUD, which made my periods really, really heavy and I was losing so much blood. Um, But now my periods last two days of actual bleeding and then the rest is kind of spotting. And even in those two days, it's not particularly heavy. So that isn't really a cause for such low iron when I eat meat. and so luckily the colonoscopy and the endoscopy were clear um they all look totally normal so now i still have unexplained iron um so i will be going for a few more tests probably when i get back from new zealand the colonoscopy was an experience though (laughs) two days before my procedure um i had to eat nothing but white food so like rice chicken um white bread and it had to be everything low fiber so i couldn't have any vegetables or fruit And then the day before, the only thing I could eat was a light breakfast of the white food and then nothing until my procedure. The night before, I had to do uh, this colonoscopy prep, which is drinking all of this laxative stuff. And that's supposed to work within three hours. I woke up, so I finished that about 9.30, 10 o'clock. And I woke up about 3.30 and nothing had happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to go through all of this again because it's not going to work for me. Why isn't it working? So I got up, I went to the bathroom and nothing happened. I took the last sachet, which I was meant to take three hours before my procedure. And I ended up taking about four and a half hours before my procedure because I was like, I need to stimulate something and hopefully this last thing will do it. And it did, thankfully, but it didn't do it enough because I only had like, usually you should start actually seeing results after three hours. You have basically all night to like clear out your system. I didn't, and it didn't work too well. So I had to have a freaking enema when I was there, which is literally when someone sticks, the nurse had to stick a thing up my bum hole. (sighs) Sorry for the details. 
push water into my anus and up my bowels and I had to keep it in there for as long as possible until I literally couldn't keep it in there anymore and when I say couldn't keep it in there anymore it was like I'm going to release this everywhere I can't like you know when you get those stomach cramps and you're like I have to have a toilet right now it was like that and then it was honestly like a whole liter maybe two liters of water just gushed out of my system um so that was an experience and a half uh yeah and then I had obviously the colonoscopy which luckily they put me asleep for because I also had a tube down my throat um so I was out of it uh which is always a weird feeling when you put to sleep by drugs right I've had quite a few anesthetics in my lifetime and um it's always a weird kind of interesting feeling Luckily, everything came up normal. As I said, um, I was worried because they were testing for things like cancer and um, ulcers and stuff. And so, you know, the week before that leading up, I was a little bit worried. Like I've had this issue for so long and I haven't been tested. What if it's cancer? What if it's metastasized? And I had really had to stop my thinking in its tracks until I had some answers. But luckily it came up all clear. Now I still have unexplained anema um, and we'll probably go for more tests when I am back from New Zealand. So that has been my last week. While you're listening to this, I am currently in New Zealand uh, for a few weeks to visit my partner and spend some time with family and my niece and catch up with some friends, which I'm so excited for. I love that now the borders are just open and we can freely travel. But let me tell you, being in a long distance relationship now with the price of travel is expensive i used to not fly home for christmas because i was like no it's too expensive like i'm not going to spend that on flights to new zealand and now those are the normal flight prices that's even cheap so yeah it's an expensive time of life for me at the moment anyway getting into today's episode is where i'm going to be talking about how to resist the urge to binge and a little bit about delayed gratification and the reason that i am going to be talking about this is because this comes up for a lot of people and this is can be a mindset thing it can be knowing about your body and different brain structures and these are going to be really practical tips that you can start to implement straight away if you are someone who who has urges to overeat or um you know goes on those uncontrollable binges where you just can't stop eating or you don't even know that you're about to do it. So I want to talk through some really practical things that you can take away from this episode of why you get the um, the urge to binge in the first place and how you can actually resist it with a few different uh, tools and techniques and I guess knowledge-based things. So first of all is why do you get the urge to binge? And this can range from so many people. And this is what I work with a lot of my, or all of my clients um, who suffer with binge eating. We work through, first of all, to understand what the triggers are because it is different for everyone. Some people may binge because they literally just haven't eaten all day or they're so restrictive throughout their day that become nighttime. They are so hungry, their their body and brain are primed to look for food. And when you're restricted in a calorie deficit for too long, your brain and body are primed to look for carbohydrate rich food because that is the food that your body needs for, in order to um, change over to energy. So if you're someone who binges at night, um, there's a very high possibility that you're not eating enough or not eating regularly enough throughout the day, or you have a lot of mental restriction on what you eat. And by that, I mean, you're someone who eats like very clean and inverted commas food, um, 
when that's not really what you want. So your meals aren't actually satisfying. So although you might be physically full, you're mentally restricting on what you are and aren't allowed to eat, which means you probably have a lot of food rules. So first of all, a reason or an urge to binge will be because just simply you don't have enough food or don't have enough energy in your system. It's like when you you haven't had water for so long and you're so dehydrated and so thirsty, the next time you get the chance to drink, you are literally guzzling water like it's about to go out of fashion. And the same thing happens when you're eating, right? You get so much food and because you're so hungry, you don't know when to stop. You just want to get as much in as possible. And it's like this primal drive to eat. That's because you're just, you're so physically hungry. So Look at how much you're eating through the day. Uh, are you eating regularly enough? Um, if you're, you know, eating breakfast and then six hours later you're eating a snack, like let's actually see how we can maybe bring that to three hours and then three hours again. Can we put another food, a, a meal or a snack in the middle of that? The next reason why people uh, people binge is because it is an avoidance strategy. They're running away from something, they're suppressing something, or it's a way that they cope with emotions. And that is, I guess, another word for emotional eating. But a lot of people, like food is instant, it's pleasurable, it is distracting, it gives us something to do. And so there's a myriad of reasons of why we overeat or why we choose certain foods to to eat on or to binge on. If you're eating something that is like sugary or gives you like that satisfaction factor, you're releasing dopamine in your brain. It's that pleasure, that pleasure that you get from it is because you're, uh, seeking a reward, you're seeking pleasure, you're seeking like that hit of something good. And if you are um, trying to suppress or run away from an emotion, it's like humans are motivated to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. So binge eating or emotional eating is a way to do both of those things. You are running away from pain of sadness, loneliness, boredom, uh, overwhelm, stress, and you're seeking pleasure in something that is giving you that instant hit of dopamine, that instant feel good even if after their binge, it doesn't make you feel good. So having an urge to binge or overeat on certain types of food is really understanding why. What am I actually feeling? What am I running away from? How else could I actually move through this emotion or um, work through what I'm currently going through? Because using food as a way to suppress never actually works because you're it's always going to come up and bubble over the edges, right? So really understanding, am I binging or overeating because it's a physical hunger? Am I mentally restricting? Am I running away from something? Or now it's probably just become a habit, which is deeply ingrained in your brain of how you respond to certain things. Or it just might be, you know, I'm sitting in front of the TV at night and it's a habit for me to grab a packet of chips and I'm just mindlessly eating through that. So really understanding the reason that you are having an urge to binge can help with creating a a really helpful or strategic way to stop and this by the way sometimes isn't obvious to you like it might be that you need to actually um, journal about it or speak to someone about it or work with a coach to understand the why and then the how obviously is different and tailored for every person and would look differently depending on the why and so when you have an urge to binge something that is really important is in today's day and age we have everything basically at our fingertips there isn't much need for delayed gratification and delayed gratification is when you delay getting something 
Delayed gratification is when you resist an urge or temptation or something in the current moment for the immediate reward, knowing that if you wait, there's an even greater reward later. So for example, if you are someone who is trying to build a business and you are trying to save money, right? Or let's just say you're trying to save money. Delayed gratification is knowing that if you stop spending money on uh, small things now, later you're going to have an even bigger reward even though you're giving up the small things now you're going to have an even bigger reward later of a fatter bank account of being able to invest and do the things that you want to do it's being able to say no to something right in this moment knowing that if you say no you're going to have a greater reward later right and so a lot of people with binge eating they don't understand that the saying no part um means that later they're actually going to have a greater reward we get so focused on, I need to follow this urge right now. And I need to get rid of this feeling of the urge to binge right now. And that's going to reward me, but they're not thinking about if I resist this over time, I'm going to be able to have a better reward of actually not binge eating. So delayed gratification is like, it's, it's that feeling of, because we are so hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid the pain, we seek instant gratification and things like social media and um like online shopping they give us that instant gratification that we have become so accustomed and so used to getting that it's harder now for us to actually uh delay that gratification for later because we're just living in a society that makes it so easy for us to get what we want right at that moment right and it's important because the ability to hold out for things now for a better reward later is a really powerful skill for building anything that you want in your life, your career, your relationships, um, your bank account, your skills, food, body, anything, right? And so you can actually train your brain to have delayed gratification. Um, adults, we only get it when we're older because it's a part of our prefrontal cortex, which is still developing as children. So you can train yourself to actually um, to be able to experience and I guess flex the delayed gratification muscle by doing certain things that help you actually build the skill, right? And so how we can do this is really simple. And by using things like um, monitoring your distractions, right? Like your phone, your TV, the internet, because if you, and you can do that by installing apps on your phone to monitor like how long you're spending on these kinds of things, because it's easier, like we need to get into the, out of the automatic thinking and the automaticity of life. It's about bringing consciousness to how we're actually spending our time, right? Being able to identify like I'm spending this amount of time on my phone or this amount of time on TV because I'm getting that instant hit now, like how can I monitor the distractions and monitor where I'm actually sending and focusing my attention. Next thing is being able to differentiate and separate desire versus decision. So when you have an urge to binge or you have an urge to have chocolate um, and continue eating that chocolate, that is a desire, right? But if you separate the desire, that urge, from a decision, a choice that you are making, you can essentially view that as two separate entities. You don't have to be someone that follows your urges. And that's where that delayed gratification comes in. You don't have to be someone who just because you have an urge or just because you have a desire, 
doesn't mean you're going to make a decision to follow through with that. I think a lot of the time, and there's a huge, um, you know, huge unconscious reasons why we binge eat. And this is something that I bring in later into my programs and to my coaching is that we need to first understand the non-conscious processes of why we do that. And then we need to be able to actually take some uh, personal responsibility that no one is actually forcing you to make threat that decision. Sometimes the urges to binge or the urges to overeat are so powerful that it feels like we don't have control over them. And the desire to binge or the desire to overeat is part of the animal part of your brain. It's part of the reptilian part of your brain, which is responsible for urges and seeking pleasure, right? It's the oldest part of our brain and it's one of the smallest parts. The decision to do something, to consciously think through an action and to think about the way that you're thinking is part of your prefrontal cortex which is the front of your brain. It's a big part of your brain and it has been developed later in the human history, right? Bringing consciousness to the desire to binge and asking yourself and understanding why it's there. What is the impact if I were to binge now or what is the impact if I were to delay this is using consciousness and that prefrontal cortex to make a conscious decision, right? That urge to binge, that desire, is you're simply your reptilian brain following or telling you that there is an urgent desire there. If you start metacognition and start bringing awareness to your thoughts, to your responses, to the way that you're feeling, that is using your prefrontal cortex. So a lot of the time people just follow the desire without even a question because they're only operating from their reptilian lizard part of their brain. But you can actually override that by a really strong part of your brain in the prefrontal cortex by bringing consciousness and awareness to what is actually going on for you. What is the impact of delaying or following this response, right? Because the urge doesn't mean that is a necessity. It doesn't mean that in this moment you have to binge on this food. It doesn't mean you have to do that. And what, why I, um, I mentioned delayed gratification is because when we get the urge, you can delay the decision to binge. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you get an urge and you are someone that automatically just follows that urge, if you focus on delayed gratification and think, okay, if I still feel like this in 15 minutes after I've done some journaling, I've splashed cold water on my face, or I've shaken my body out or done some deep breathing, then I can still eat it. But if you delay the urge and do things that are regulating your nervous system, which I've mentioned in other podcasts, if you focus on how you're feeling and actually understand why you have this urge and you say, I'll wait 15 to 20 minutes and then if I still have it, I can can have it. I can guarantee you that that urge is then gone. And if it is not, it then comes, becomes a conscious decision to actually eat and therefore is no longer a automatic response and something that is uncontrollable. You've brought that uh, metacognition, you've brought that prefrontal cortex into the decision making and you've made a decision specifically that you're okay to eat that, which changes the function and changes the energy of a binge then. It also means you're more in control and more conscious of what you're eating and how much because you've made that conscious decision to get there right so separating the desire from the decision of 
do I actually want to follow this desire or I'm going to delay the desire and make sure that it is still something that I want and not just an automatic reaction can help you resist the urge to binge and is a practice that gets easier with time. But it means that now your eating has become a conscious decision rather than just an automatic feeling, right? Practicing delayed gratification in so many, in other areas of your life is really important because how you do some things is how you do everything. So if you find it hard to uh, practice delayed gratification with food at first, why not try it in something else like um, spending habits? Um, If you want to buy something, um, think about it for 20 minutes or for a day. And then if you still want it, come back and buy it then. But it's delaying the um, automatic feeling of I have to have this right now. Let's actually stop and think about this and then think, in a day, if I still want it, then I can have it because that's no longer the desire, it's a decision, right? So being able to separate those through delayed gratification is a really powerful way to resist the urge to binge. If you are someone who finds it really hard to bring that um, metacognition into the equation, you can do things that get back into your body. Obviously, there's nervous regulation systems of um, jumping up and down and shaking your limbs around to help get you back into your body and literally shaking that feeling out. If you, um, uh, if you're able to, if you can't do that, you know, just focusing on your breathing and focusing on that breath going into your belly and just taking a moment and breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth, regulating your nervous system, splash cold water on your face or have a really cold shower that stimulates your vagus nerve, which gets you into your rest and digest response and out of that a feeling that you have to follow through on everything in that hypervigilance mode, right? So you are still able to make conscious decisions to eat if that is what you want to do. It doesn't mean that you can't eat the chocolate or have the burger. But when you delay the gratification that is then coming from a place of I'm deciding to have this, not because I have an urge to have this and it's uncontrollable and I'm going to eat as much as I can as fast as I can because I know that I'm going to regret it and I need to get over it as soon as possible. It then becomes a decision of like, I've actually decided to have this. So now I'm going to slow down. I'm going to eat it and I'm going to have it mindfully. And that was a conscious decision I made. And I feel better for making that decision rather than doing this from a place of I'm just following an urge without thinking about it. Okay. So those are my two really powerful and relatively simple, um, simple, but not easy techniques of how to resist an urge to binge. Um, this is how I, some of the ways that I work through and teach my clients of that I work with. We're currently going through Binge Pray Love and um, the ladies in this course, it's been about eight weeks, uh, six to eight weeks, and they are seeing incredible results, um, eating food that they were afraid of without binging on it, but eating more regularly, which means that they're not starving at the end of the day and they're not binging on food. They're feeling better in their bodies. They're regulating their nervous system. They're doing all of the things that they need to do in order to actually stop binge eating once and for all, rather than just put a plaster on it and go back on another diet. Um, And so I'm so impressed with how far they have come. It hasn't been easy for them. It's never easy, but it is simple steps that they can do. Um, And it just creates a level of um, connection with yourself for doing something for yourself, um, you know, that so many of us don't do anymore because we're so focused on just always 
pleasing or we're always chasing something that we just forget to actually just take a moment and think, how can I improve myself or how can I give something back to myself, you know? Um, and so I'm so impressed with the ladies that are going through this and I love hearing, I'm always sharing their wins, always, always, always sharing their wins. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you will see that. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I have some really exciting podcast um, apps coming up with some um, guests in the next few weeks, which I'm really happy to bring you. They're very uh, outside of what I usually speak about, but still bringing you back to your heart space, still bringing you back to connection with yourself and being able to connect with other people and really understand like why you're here on this earth. And so I'm so excited to bring those to you. So listen out for those. Um, if you have any questions, please do email them through. If you are liking the podcast, so far i do just ask for your one favor of liking or sharing this with or rating this with um on apple or spotify or wherever you're listening um if you are interested in group or personal coaching i do have one-on-one coaching spaces available and binge pray love is my four-month coaching program which helps you stop binge and emotional eating so if this podcast has resonated with you and you would like to explore that deeper um i will include the application in the show notes so you can um, access that as well. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I love speaking to you about this kind of thing and I hope to see you and look forward to speaking to you next week.